So Ryan Tov, we continue in the Sefer Nefesh Shimshon. If you're looking in the Sefer, we are on page Shin Yud. We're answering the question of why in the bracha of Avarabah we're talking about receiving the Torah with love. We then move into a request that Hashem should uh, gather in the Jews from the four corners and to bring the Mashiach. So we discussed the idea of being not just the idea of praying and being in the place where you pray, in the matzav of praying. And we said that all the patriarchs always were thinking of the Shekhinah at all times. So, and the ultimate geula of the Jewish people is when the Kutchebricha and the Shekhinah are connected together. When the Jews live together with Hashem, that's the ultimate goal they always were thinking along those lines so with that in mind we can begin to under, and answer our question but still we have to do one more thing <clears throat> thinking about the shekhinah and being in the place of the shekhinah that really happens every time we are focused on our shmona esrei when a jew stands praying the shmona esrei it's as if he's living in the realm of mashiach in those moments, there are no worries. And that's a halacha in the Shulchan Ar. When a person davens, he has to think as if the Shekhinah is right in front of him and remove all disturbing thoughts until his thoughts are pure in his prayer. That's similar to the idea of Shabbos. The Torah says six days you will work and you will do all your work. All your malach will be finished. So the Medrash says, is it possible to finish all your work in six days? But the answer is, you should rest as if all your work is done. And there's nothing to worry about anymore. So the Torah is not saying, for example, on Shabbos, do nothing and close up your head. So what's it saying? It's saying that there are no problems on Shabbos. All the work is done. You're in the king's palace. You're by Kutshabrichu. And there's nothing lacking when you're in the king's palace. When you're in the king's palace, are you wondering where your meal's going to come from? Are you going to wonder are you going to be protected? There's nothing to worry about. And that's when your mom should teshkina. Therefore, davening is the same thing. You're there. There's nothing to worry about. So therefore, when you're starting the Amida, we have to remove all the foreign thoughts that we're concerned about because we're leaving the world and we're with Hashem. The Rambam writes in Morin in the third section, he says, he talks about the intellect and Hashem pours into us through our intellect the ability to bond with Hashem. And we have the option. If we want to strengthen that bonding with Hashem, we can do it. If you want to weaken it slowly, slowly until it's gone, you can do that too. How does that bond strengthen itself? If we're drawn to Hashem with love and we and we're focused our, our, our direction focus in his direction, and the weakening is when we think about something else. So if you're a smart person and you understand Chachma of God, and you're focused on that, then you're close to God. If you turn your thoughts to other things, to the absence of God, 
let's say you're doing something else, but God's not on your mind anymore. So the bonding has stopped. And Hashem is not with you either. Now you can be turning to other things and include Hashem in it. You can do that, but that's up to you already. Notice when you're thinking about Hashem, then you're with him, really. And we're not thinking about Hashem, you're not with him, and he's not with you. So when we pray to Hashem and we're really thinking about it, we are with him. And what's happening then is what we're praying for. Okay. They say about Rav Chaim Tzantzer, he was a great holy rabbi. And one time he was giving a tish with the Hasidim. He started to cough a little bit. And his son brought him a glass of tea. So the father says, when you're in the world of Atsilus, in the highest world, you don't drink tea. I'm out of this world. Because your mom is bound up with Hashem. What do you got to do tea for? There was another time that the tish was very packed and crowded and somebody by mistake kicked the Rebbe. And the Rebbe had a very sore, bad foot. So the Rebbe gave a krechts. Oi! So the son said, Father, in the world of Atsilus, there's no pain. So the Rebbe says, you're right. That's why I, I should, I was going to say, oi, oi! But I only said one time, oi. And then I remembered I'm in the world of Atsilus. So I'm not saying oi again. So it's very important to know what world you're in. And when you're in thinking about Hashem, you're in that place. So now that we've come to this point, now we can answer the question. Now we can understand why we connect the request for the Geula in the middle of Avarabah. When we say, You love us, you have so much compassion on it. Because now we find ourselves in a feeling of love. That's what's happening right now. The world is filled with love. Tremendous compassion. We say, our father, our king. And all of us feels like we're the, we feel like we're the only child of Hashem. We say, because of our forefathers who trusted you. And we have the the merit of the patriarchs. And we say, put in our hearts to want Torah. We're mamish. We're mamish there with Hashem. And now that we're doing this with great love, and the, and the love is appreciated, then what happens immediately with that? Comes the redemption. As the rabbi said, when the Jews do the will of Hashem, the Kruvin, the Truvik like figures are facing each other. And if not, they're not facing each other. So once we're feeling this love and we're like Mamish facing Hashem, so therefore, that is what Geula is. We can say, Hashem, bring us from the four corners of the earth. Bring us to the ultimate place in Eretz Yisrael. Because when there's love, love brings redemption. It's a moment of redemption. Only at that moment and at that time. We're feeling at that moment this tremendous connection to Hashem. And when you have that tremendous connection to Hashem, that you're, you're with Hashem. That is redemption. And therefore we're asking that Hashem should redeem others as well. Okay.
We go to the next chapter, which comes out to the end of the bracha. Habuchir biyamo Yisrael biyahava. Hashem chose the Jewish people with love. And right after that, we say, Shema Yisrael Shem Lukein Hashem Achad. Now the t- topic of Shema Yisrael is a very big topic. We'll talk about that towards the end of the week. But it seems the introduction to Shema Yisrael is the words Hashem chose the Jewish people with love. So it comes out, the order of the prayer is, we have Tzuchat Zimra, the Brach of Yotzer Or, the Brach of Avarabba, and then Kriyashma. And of course, you could always ask the question, why is the Brach of Avarabba said after Yotzer Or and not beforehand, or before Tzuchat Zimra? But the answer is, there's a certain order that we have to follow. And we have to reach certain levels. And the level of Avarabha can't be jumped into right away. So only after we say the Birchus HaShachar and the Karbanus and Psukkot HaZirma and Yotzer HaMaros, then the love bursts forth. Only then and not earlier. You can't talk about the love bursting forth. You got to live with the word. Just like, you know, we can't talk about, you know, Hashem, you give intellect to man or heal us. It's a, you can't do whatever you want. It's got to be in the middle of the Amidah. So now that we have in the Brach of Yotzer Or said, Kadosh, 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 that there is Kadosh in the world. And we say, Baruch Hashem Yotzer Hamoros. The light is bursting forth in the world. And now after the Brach of Yotzer, we come to the level of Avarabha, great love. After the great love, then comes the unity of Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem It has to be in that order. Because unity, expect to have unity before love, there can't be. Because there's only unity if there's a connection of the two sides. So if there's love, then you can have true unity. Unity before love can't be unity. Okay, so as we're exploding with love, and the as as what's happening, we are we appreciate the Torah, the love that the Torah brings, the love that inspires the Geula to being close to Hashem. Now we're inspired to feel unified with Hashem. So now we're in that position. So let's talk about this idea of being unified with Hashem to bring us to the Shema. And that takes us to Yosef HaTzadik. We find many times by Yosef HaTzadik that he cries. It says the first time he saw his brothers speaking to each other, he starts to cry. When the brothers came a second time, he's lifted up his eyes. He saw Binyamin and he cried. When he confesses to the brother who he is, he cries. When he meets Yaakov, he cries. When he's with Binyamin, he cries. He's a big crier. When the brothers thought he was going to hit, punish them afterwards at the end, and they bowed out of him, he cries. And it's not that just Stam cries. He can't control the tears. His whole essence is to cry. And that seems to be a, a Jewish characteristic. And let's explain this a little bit. The Zohar explains of the seven spheros, Kichol ba'shamayim uvaretz, 
which means the ability to bond and unify the heavens and the earth. And that's Yosef's Mita of Yesod, Yosef at Tzadik. Tzadik Yesod Olam is the foundation of the earth. A person who combines the heaven and the earth, which is the opposite of a Russia who separates heaven from earth. The Russia says, yes, Hashem created the world. That's clear. But where is he? He's not here. He's on the throne of glory. He's not over here. And the other end, the Tzadik says, Hashem is here with me. The tzaddik lives with Hashem in his midst completely. So therefore, living with Hashem means combining heaven and earth. Okay. That's why Yosef Bedavka gets the uh, title of Yosef at tzaddik Because there's no one who was able to combine the two most polaric extremes as Yosef. In our world, when we think about, uh, you know, physical, let's say, the lowest place on earth is the Yama Melech. It's the lowest below sea level. Okay. In a, that's physical. In a spiritual way, Egypt was the lowest spiritual place. That's the one place we're told we can't go to Egypt. We're not allowed to visit Egypt. It's so spiritually low. And in that place, Yosef was in the lowest place together with a woman who wanted to do terrible Averos. That's the lowest of the lowest of the lowest. On the other hand, the highest place is the Kisei HaKavot. And Yosef could combine the Kisei HaKavot with the ultimate Tumavitrayim. And that's what it means. He brought Yaakov into such a place. That's a tzaddik. He was in the hardest test of all in the lowest place. And there he brings Yaakov, as it were, together with the Shekhinah itself. And the face of Yaakov, which is etched in the throne of glory, was one that Yosef perceived even in the lowest of the place. So therefore, the, the most uh, powerful, um, the strongest power is to combine two polaric extremes. One person's in Israel, one person's in Is in America. How do you connect them? Love. Love is the connection, the bridge beyond time and space. Let's say a Jew like the Hassam Sofer, a mamish agon, a such a brilliant person, can speak with his little child. And he's going to be patient with his little child. Why? He's so much smarter than child's child. Because he loves him. And the ultimate love is expressed by the connection of the heart. And that is expressed with feelings. To be a person with feeling means you're connected. As opposed to a cold type of personality. It says in the Torah, the same Torah, it brings after the first base which was destroyed, one of the great philosophers of the Goy saw Jeremiah the prophet standing near the base of Mingish and crying. And the philosopher asked Jeremiah two questions. Why are you crying over sticks and bricks? And why are you crying on the past that already happened? So Jeremiah wanted to impress upon him the before he gave the answer, he says, listen, you're a big philosopher. You must have a lot of questions about philosophy. Ask me every question you have. He asked him every question. Yermio answered every question. 
So now he sees he's really a smart man. So he says, now my question's even stronger. You're such a smart man. What are you crying about? It's in the past. Says Yirmiyot that all the wisdom I have, it comes from those stones and sticks. And that's why I'm crying over them. And you're asking, why am I crying of something in the past? That I can't give you the answer because you're not able to understand it. You could never understand it. A simple Jew can understand what the Goyish philosopher cannot understand. Even if he's a smart guy, he can't understand it. What's the issue? Well, Hashem, he's very, very far away from us. It's very hard to comprehend Hashem. And it seems there's nothing that can connect us with Hashem. So the philosopher asks him, what are you crying about? Because crying is a result of feeling a connection. You only cry if you're connected. What if you have a parent you hated and they died? You wouldn't cry for them. You cry for people that you love and something's terrible happening to them. Correct. So the philosopher says the temple's destroyed. So what are you crying about? If it's God's, you have no connection to God. The Mesut Sharm gives an example explaining what a chassid is. He says, let's say a relationship between a father and a son. When a father asks for something, a little thing, the son really knows what the father really wants. And he'll do more than what the father asks. Says he's so connected, the father asks for a glass of water and the kid knows father likes cappuccino, doesn't want to bother him. He's going to bring him a cappuccino. And the father says, why did you do that? So says, I know that's what you really want. I'm very connected to you. That's a type of love. And that can have the same relation that you should have with Hashem. Hashem tells you a, a little bit, you do much more. You think, what would Hashem want me to know even though it's not a commandment? And that is the nature of love. If you love someone greatly, you're going to do much more. And the same thing with HaKadosh Baruch So the philosopher said that everything can be grasped with cold calculating intellect. That's really the source of all the evil in the world. That's the opposite of what a Jew is. Greeks, for example, the philosophers, they say everything is understood by logic, to which we call philosophy darkness. And the opposite of darkness is light. These are the two extremes. So if Yermio would have cried over the death of his father, the philosopher wouldn't have asked any questions. I understand why you're crying. It's you close to your father. It's normal reaction. But how could you have such a reaction with God that's so beyond the comprehension of a philosopher? So you're crying. Is, is, what are you crying over? Just sticks and stones? So Yermia answered the philosopher. The philosopher lives with intellect and therefore you can never understand it. You intellectually comprehend Hashem, you don't feel a deep connection to Hashem. The connection that we have between us and Hashem is a connection of love. And love is not something that is relegated to the intellect. Let's say the father is a great tzaddik and his son, God forbid, is a complete Russia. 
You're going to say there's no relationship because their intellects are so different? No, the prophet says, all sins, love can cover up all sins. There's an essential connection between the two. As you said many times, a great rabbi can have a student that he has a tremendous intellectual connection to. And he has a child who's a Russian. Let's say they're all sleeping in a house and there's a fire and the father, who's he gonna instinctually go to save? Not the student, because that's an intellectual connection. He's gonna save the child because there's an emotional connection. So therefore, if a Jew does not get emotional from his prayers, from his Torah, from anything of holiness, it means he's not connected to Hashem. Because it's all feelings. You cannot connect Hashem only through the intellect. You got to add feeling. And every prayer attempts to arouse those feelings. As we say, for example, Laman for your sake with love. Tvila is from the expression Naftuleyalokim Niftalti. Niftalti means I connected. Feel is an aspect of connection. Where is that connection? So the rabbi said, when it says to serve Hashem with your heart, what kind of service of the heart? It's prayer. Because it's mainly the heart, not the intellect. To daven with feelings. So those were the cries of Yosef. The whole essence of Yosef is he connects heaven to earth. And he's full of feelings. And whenever he cries, that's the nature of a Jew. Because there's Hashem's purpose in the world. Hashem wants certain things to happen in the world. Yosef connects it all. If there are things not going good in this world, Hashem is feeling bad. The brothers aren't doing tshuva. The brothers are doing averus. Whatever is going on, he, he, he mamish feels there's, there's Hashem is here. And his cries are for Hashem. He feels such a closeness. To be able to connect heaven and earth, you're a person who connects. He connects with everything. He connects with Hashem. He connects with his brothers. He develops a connection with everything. And that's a tremendous amount of love. So now, once we understand this, so now I can go back to why do we say the Shema after the words, Habukher b'yamo Yisrael b'yahavu. So the answer is, in order to appreciate the oneness of Hashem and our total connection to Hashem, and to live with that connection, we have to live with the love towards Hashem. That's why we close our eyes. Because when we're next to Hashem, nothing else exists. There's only one thing, my connection with Hashem. The one who's abolcher b'yamu Yisrael b'yavu who chooses Hashem with love. And if I really know that Hashem loves me and I love Hashem, then I can unify with Hashem. And there is no other reality but Hashem. And this is the ladder of the prayer. That in the beginning we live and we think about God's kindnesses in the world. And then we go up. That's in the beginning of davening. I gave me eyes. He did this. All these things. Then we go up the ladder and we sing the hallelujahs, begin to sing. And then we become like Malachim and say, Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. To the point that the whole world we sense is filled with Hashem's light. 
And then we start filling up with love towards Hashem and we feel that Hashem is with us. And then now we can say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elkei Hashem Echad. That is the order that must be. Because without love, you cannot be at one. And sometimes a person will have a lot of kashas on the way God's conduct is in the world. How come I have problems? Why are things hurting me? But if you have feelings and you know you're one with Hashem and He's in control of everything, then you know everything must be good. Everything must be kindness because Hashem is the source of all kindness. And as soon as the person gets emotional, that means he's bound up with Hashem. And therefore, if he's bound up with the source, which is Hashem, he merits all the good and all the benefits that are in this world. And then you can scream out, So this prayer is supposed to be a very emotional experience. And I know it's very hard. It's very hard for us because it's hard for us to focus on anything for a long period of time. But of course, you do understand this. Again, I give the marshal. I give the marshal. Person loves sports. He loves it. So what will happen? He's going to be totally involved in it, right? And then he has his favorite team. Team he lives and dies with. And then, and then what happens in the last four seconds, his team loses. Starts crying. Even the last four seconds, his team wins. He's jumping for joy. Why? He feels this. He's he's at one. When this team is playing, he, he can, nothing can interrupt him. His mom is so connected to that. Unfortunately, that's not the things we should be uh, expressing our emotions over. But we know that that's something that can happen. People express a lot of emotion about their own honor. They can be very happy when they get honored, very sad when they're not honored. But to be able to connect with Hashem, this is a very difficult process. We've got to start way back in the beginning of the morning, start recognizing where everything we have is from Hashem, start singing about this, uh, realize that it's all from Hashem, and, and on a higher level to perceive this, and to know we're, we're so fortunate that Hashem gave us the Torah, we feel this love that Hashem has given us. And when you're feeling all that, then you're at the point to say that I am bound up with Hashem. I'm completely, singularly focused with Hashem because I have no other thoughts at all. And that's why this becomes a very interest, important prelude before we're going to get to the Amidah. But there's got to be excitement. And if a person goes through his prayers and feels no excitement, no emotion, he said, I have no emotion when I pray. The only answer we could say is you're not using your creative imagination. I know you can't see Hashem, but you got to understand that there's a Hashem. And you see amazing things that Hashem does. And, and, and you can understand that when Hashem gave us the Torah, what kind of gift it was. And the Torah is meant for us to become emotional people, to really see true reality, to see mamish experience, wow, what are the gifts that Hashem is giving us? And Hashem is the only one who can give this to us. This should overwhelm us. And when you, 
but you got to really think about this. You got to meditate on this. It's not just saying a bunch of words. If really meditate, you know, you look, you look at the news. Look at what's going on in the Goyish world. It's, it's pathetic. And we've got the Torah that gives us a whole different sense of reality, a true sense of reality. This, and, and, you, and you realize how much Hashem loves us. And he, and he chose us from everybody. So then how can you not feel connected to Hashem? And therefore you burst out in song. And that's why we have to daven twice a day the Shema because daily routine pulls us away, pulls us away, pulls us away. We got to keep fighting back and say, no, 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 no. We are, we are with Hashem and Hashem is here and I'm sensing being with Hashem. And now that we have that, we feel it, we can say the Shema properly, which will lead us tomorrow as we begin actually the Shema prayer, and that's going to be uh, quite a bit of discussion. Okay, Yashir Kai.